Hello and welcome to I Wrote You a Pilot. We made it to episode five, something I assume only the very best podcasts do, as I am not all that familiar with the genre in which I'm working, because honestly, the whole purpose of this podcast is to bust down the gates, keeping me out of the obviously superior genre of television writing. Is that enough to placate your egos, television hotshots? Or yeah, you seriously going to make me jump through a sixth hoop? I'm your host, AJ Schrader, and my guest today is Steve Lesser, a comedy Iron Man who performs improv with the Idiot Box House team here in Greensboro, sketch with yours truly in a duo called Wikimedians, and stand up with a microphone. He's also a co-owner of the Idiot Box Comedy Club and is generally considered a very nice person. We'll discuss his love of seemingly naive characters and then leap into his pilot titled, a.k.a. Steve. It's a pilot, wrote you a pilot, a pilot I wrote for you. I got a package and the UPS guy had me sign for it, but I don't think Ooh. he had to have me sign right. for it. I mean, especially so I think right it was now. like an autograph. I'm counting it. <laughs> I'm counting it. Like, I think he's like, this guy's going to be something. Mm-hmm. He's got a pilot. Is that is that your claim to fame so far? So far. UPS? <laughs> so far. <laughs> but you do, you do do all forms of comedy, so. I do, because I love it all. I'm sure you've been recognized out and about in I, at least I, the Greensboro scene. I have. I have. And, and I, you know, that's, that's always kind of wonderful. You know, it's right. nice when someone says, hey, saw you. You know, sometimes it stings a little because they'll be like, hey, I saw you. And, and, and I. Uh, <laughs> and then no follow up. And there's no follow up. And I think Mitch Hedberg talks about he that does. in his stand up where it's like you were there. Right. And like. I, but he did not say if I was good, good or not. Exactly. <laughs> so sometimes that happens because uh, and then sometimes they'll be like that person you were with is really funny. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you have funny friends. You should be proud. <laughs> exactly. But super sweet when when uh, when you're recognized and they're like, oh, that was really funny. Or they re- especially when they remember a line of yours, somebody will come back to the club and be like, oh, yeah, you, you, you did this scene right. where you did this thing. You remember? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I don't ever remember. Right. But you just want to be part of the conversation of them enjoying you. Yeah, because like, how rude would it be to be like, no, dummy. No one remembers what they said in improv a year later, you know. I love that even your like mean response to a customer is dummy. <laughs> yeah. Because you do have a reputation of being just like one of the nicest people. I know. When I was listening to the the episode with with Rankin mm-hmm. and, and you were talking and uh, made me made me chuckle. My evil chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I have always thought of you as funny first. Uh, and I'm, well, thank you. I, maybe just because we're friends, I take for granted your, your niceness. <laughs> well, thank you. But you've always been one of the most impressive improvisers I know. So it's just like, it's a different first thought. Well, it sounds insincere since you said it first, but right back at you. Oh. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's okay. I was fishing. I was. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good, you caught you caught a wahoo. So let's talk a little bit about your television interest. Uh, and one show that hadn't been brought up by any guests thus far is The Tick. Yeah, which is something I think we bonded over fairly early in knowing each other. Yeah, yeah that that show uh, just tickles me. Right. And yeah. so 
there's been many versions of the tick, so I think it's worth clarifying which one or two or three <laughs> that you particularly enjoy. Well, I like, uh, I, I think at the top of the list was the, the cartoon in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saturday morning cartoon, uh, that version, especially the first couple seasons, were just amazing. But I, I also love the creation, the 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 world that Ben Edlund created from the comic books too. Right. Uh, so, were you uh, a fan of the comics before the the animated show? It was the other way around. All right, because like, so, that's how I discovered it as well. Yeah. So, uh, but I just I just love that concept of all of you know. This world where there's so many superheroes, and most of the superheroes really, you know, super doesn't pertain. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just terrible people. Yeah. Well, and, except and, for the like goofiest stuff, though. Yeah, and and like it's just such a rich world uh, that allows the absurdity and the goofiness to happen with you know bipolar bear and right. You know, this looks like a job for a bipolar bear, but I just can't get out of bed. You know, and and. uh uh, it was, it, you know, just so many delightful throwaway lines that were there yes. just for, you know, pure entertainment. Uh, but then also like some some reality to, you know, I always enjoyed like the side uh, Arthur, the sidekick and mm-hmm. and uh, it, his battle cry of not in the face, not in the face, which always seemed real. Right? <laughs> you know, it's what someone should say is exactly right. You know, there's there was a, a real level of genius in in what could have been just a silly Saturday morning cartoon. So I'm in I'm in grad school and I'm right. I'm waking up to 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 watch the tick, you know, <laughs> you know silliness, but but uh it was a lot of fun. Yeah, as I far as pilots go, since I've been watching a lot of pilots recently, it, it definitely started further along in its first episode than the vast majority of shows, you know, excluding the fact that it's a cartoon show. And yeah. I think part of that's probably because it had that rich background of the comic book world oh absolutely that you could tell i mean it it like that was one of my first favorite shows because because i think you're right like a lot of times a pilot needs to discover who all the people are over time they're building all their quirks and things but this was like oh yeah i know these characters kind of thing you know like if you go and rewatch like the office the pilot you know but like pilots are supposed to be that way right Uh, so, and another show you listed as Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, you I, did talk about The Office. Uh, yeah, you've got a you've got a lot of shows, uh, and the characters that you wish you had played are are Tick, Woody from Cheers, uh, yeah. Andy Dwyer, Parks and Rec. Uh, there's it's a lot of kind of I, wise idiots. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of my favorite character. And I like playing it on stage too. And you're great at like one of my favorite improv moments is you doing that sort of character. Uh, and but you're also one of the most intelligent people I know. Do you tend to find a correlation between having fun with just like that simple character? Thank you for the compliment. What? But like at the same time, I think like all of us are also simple about different things. Right. So like if I don't know something, I'm that same simple. I, I get I have that same simple response. But I. I always love that naivete and 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 simpleness because it, it you know one of my favorite characters from a movie, uh, Navin Johnson from The Jerk from, and Steve Martin. Ah, yes. You know, just I, I um, you know I watched that movie probably before I should have, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I'm an eight year old or nine year old and and know that you know that movie you know word for word, uh-huh. um, and 
So you have a lot of age-inappropriate viewing of watching the tick in grad school, and then the, yeah, the I, did, I did it backwards. Right? <laughs> well, let me let me pitch uh, the show I wrote for you to you. I'm I cannot wait. All right, so it's it's kind of like if if Woody from Cheers were to uh, somehow through a workplace accident <laughs> gain superpowers. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right, so you want to jump into this? I do. All I right. Do. We open on your typical bar located next to a secret government research facility. Our hero, Steve Lesser, polishes glasses while imparting some well-meaning bumpkin-style colloquial wisdom to a patron. Well, <laughs> it's just like my pa always said, you can't bribe a dog unless you're willing to dig up a dinosaur. Uh, thanks, Steve. That does loosely pertain to what we were talking about. Just then, the bar's door flies open. Standing on the other side is your typical group of bar regulars slash super genius research scientists. And as you would expect of bar patrons, they all have some sort of weird superpower. The leader of the group, Dr. Max Thunder, flies over to the bar while the rest grab a table. Hey there, Mr. Dr. Max Thunder. It looks like you're flying today. Well, you know how it is, Steve. Another day, another workplace accident that just happens to result in amazing superhuman abilities. Right. Unfortunately, I guess I'm just too good at my job to ever get magic powers. Steve looks over to a sign which lists number of workplace accidents. A very sad zero hangs below it. They're science powers, Steve, not magic. That would be ridiculous. And who knows, maybe one day a stick of science radiation will accidentally land in some beer after you break a bar glass or something. <laughs> well, thanks for explaining science to me, <laughs> No but problem, yes. I don't think that's likely. Yeah, I, I inherited Pa's firm grip and nimble fingers. Steve holds up his hands. See these babies? <laughs> these babies could keep a greased ghost pig traveling on a slip and slide to hell firmly anchored in purgatory. And that's and that's even if the pig didn't respect his mother. Well, and I guess in a way you already have a superpower. You think? Uh, yes, Steve, your ability to hold things is very impressive. Science! Mr. Dr. Max Thunder shoots a ray of science from his eyeballs and floats an array of drinks over to his friends at the table. <laughs> wow, Mr. Dr. Max Thunder, that was neater than a fancy cat on our, on our way to church. Yes, but you know, Steve, being a superhero isn't all levitation and free drinks. Well, um... Actually, actually, because of North Carolina law, I gotta... Good <laughs> stuff works, Steve. All right. That's what I'm saying. E even though I'm not going to tip you since I accomplished your entire job with a single thought, there are times I'm envious of your simple life. Oh. Yeah, I guess... I guess, I suppose, being a superhero is, is quite the burden. You know, you're probably always worried that an evildoer might just kick down the door at any moment. At that exact moment, an evildoer kicks open the door. On the other side stands noted ne'er-do-well, adjunct Professor Catalyst. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, super dweebs, but my pay scale requires a second job. One of the super scientists, Dr. Captain Extra, stands to confront him. Ah, adjunct Professor Catalyst, how dare you destroy the door to our regular bar? The rest of the scientists also rise from the table and begin charging up their superpowers. Steve is oblivious to the standoff. Can I get you something to drink, Mr. Adjunct Professor Catalyst? I only drink with my students, but I am kind of hungry. How about a slice of pain? Science, 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 science! <laughs> In rapid-fire bolts of science, Adjunct Professor Catalyst starts murdering the super scientists. They try to fight back. Science, science, science! science. Oh, is that me? It is. I was just adding extra sound oh, behind you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. No, can we leave that in? <laughs> yeah, we No, die. No, die. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's of no use as adjunct professor kills them all and probably propels the story forward or something. Steve and the adjunct professor are left standing staring at each other over the charred remains of the superheroes. <laughs> it appears their degree was terminal. <laughs> adjunct professor Catalyst turns and walks back out the door. In doing so, whips the cape that he's been wearing the whole time into one of the full beers on the table, knocking it over. Steve rushes to wipe it up with a rag, not noticing that one of the dead scientist's sciency radiation sticks has also touched the puddle. Suddenly, Steve starts to glow. Well, freeze my urine and call me a penguin. I think I just got superpowers. And boom, we cut to the theme song. Maybe you've been looking for a hero. But prefer if he were named Steve, though. Steve! Maybe you are scared of unknown danger. And anyone not named Steve is just a stranger. Find lesser, comma, Steve. He's also known as Steve. Yeah, all right. That was, that was a kick-ass theme song right there. I love the theme songs. They're always amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm working on some songwriting skills because you get more royalties if you write it yourself. That's a little that thing. That makes I, so much sense. I picked it up from Alan Thicke, actually. All right, after that... <laughs> wise to learn from others. All right, we return to the, sto- the show as Steve's roommate slash time and dimensionally traveling best bud slash potential sidekick stands preparing for a date. His name is AJ, and he's wearing both a cravat and an ascot and a shaven with a super safe Willard brand razor. No way this guy's losing a thumb. Steve enters still glowing. Well, boy, oh boy, did I have a humdinger of a day. I'd love to hear about it, buddy, but I've got a date. Oh, right. Have a good time, chum. I'll tell you why I'm glowing when you get back. <laughs> Sounds good. Steve sits still glowing on the couch as AJ walks right past him and out the door. We cut to a rapid-fire montage of AJ going on a date. He extends flowers, jams some deliciously bold Doritos in his mouth at dinner, dances awkwardly, kisses her goodnight, gets married, sells balloons at a zoo, discovers they can't have children, has some car trouble, realizes they're enough for each other, tries to check off their dream vacation from their bucket list but is too late due to her failing health, and attends her funeral. You know, the typical date stuff. He then returns to the apartment where Steve is still sitting glowing with anticipation. So, how was it? Meh. Uh, So why are you glowing? Oh, right. I'm pretty sure I got superpowers. Uh, Nice! Let's test them out. AJ smacks Steve in the cheek. Ow, my buccal region. (laughs) Okay, well, you're not impervious to pain. Uh, Can you fly? Science! His vertical leap is average. Nope. Hey, maybe I have the ability to take on the powers of whoever I'm around. It's kind of a physical manifestation of my general empathy towards others and also maybe i have lasers yeah okay let's yeah let's assume that's it i mean we don't need to spend too much time figuring this crap out after all we've got some secret identities to establish i've actually been giving that a lot of thought by day i'll be mild-mannered bartender steve lesser but by night i'll be the glowing scourge of evil known only as steve so the so the 
the yeah. di- the difference yeah. is just like your alter yeah. ego doesn't have a last name. Is that yeah, yeah? And the name, the first name, is said with enthusiasm. Oh, it it it's like my pa always said: if you're trying to hide your face in your pants, you might not realize your ass is giving everyone a show. All right. Well, yeah, I guess that does loosely pertain to what we're talking about. But <laughs> as your potential sidekick, I'm gonna take this opportunity to really craft a new narrative for myself. I, I mean, I'm gonna make myself like. Super employable. We can't spend too much time on aliases, friend. After all, there's a killer adjunct professor on the loose. Well, that sounds like a superhero job. So why don't you go over to his evil lair slash office slash shared cubicle, I'm assuming, and, and figure out what he's up to. But what will you do in the meantime? Uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm heading right to bed. I mean, people don't necessarily talk about it a lot, but having secret identities requires a, a fair amount of documentation, and I, I need to get the DMV as soon as they open. Yeah, yeah, well. Good call. Oh, thanks, yeah. Okay, cut two. Into your evil lair slash office slash shared cubicle. A super ripped evil henchman since patiently sipping some coffee and waiting for his evil boss to return as the decidedly non-evil adjunct professor Jeff enters the cramped space. Oh, well, uh, he's... Oh, sorry, I, I didn't realize anybody was here. Oh, I, I am henchman. Uh, I mean, friend of adjunct professor Catalyst. The henchman blows on his coffee. Oh... Uh, Right, well, oh, I guess uh, he must have forgotten to check the schedule because uh, this is actually supposed to be my, my time slot with the desk, so... Oh, oh, he said what's cool, uh, that I stay here. Henchman slowly slurps more coffee. Uh, guess, guess I can't really expect a evil genius to keep up with a Google Sheet. <laughs> Even if someone did spend hours of their unpaid free time color coding it to improve readability, so... Sounds like conversation you should be having with him. Honestly, I am just ten- temporary henchman... I mean, friend. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, it, it's fine. I, I know how it feels to be disposable. I'll just squeeze past you to grab some coffee and then go great papers in my barely functioning car so I can cry in peace. Yeah, the henchman makes no effort to move as decidedly unevil adjunct professor Jeff right. squeezes his body against the cubicle okay. wall and shuffles oh, to the to the other side of the desk oh, to get to his Keurig coffee machine. Oh, there we go. Getting... Sponsor money from Keurig? No, too, I but hope. I just, I, I, like, I don't know how else to describe them. I guess pod coffee machine, is that? No, no, I like it. I okay, like it. Cool. Plus, there's probably Doritos on the desk. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the bowl. <laughs> As he picks up the box of pods, he notices it's empty. Uh, hey, the, the raspberry hazelnut pods are actually, um, those are ones I brought from home. So. The henchman doesn't respond, but instead just slurps the delicious sounding coffee and stares at him. Uh, that, that's why my name was written on the box, actually, so... Well, what is done is done. Okay, you know what? Enough is enough. That's my coffee, and I'm going to take it. Adjunct Professor Jeff reaches for the coffee. The henchman stops him by grabbing his shirt and lifting him into the air, revealing his super strength. Oh, no. I've misjudged the situation as poorly as I did the academic job market. Science! Suddenly, a science laser blast opened the door of the tiny office as our hero Steve rushes to save the day. Hello, Professor. Looks like you could use a TA. I mean, uh, yeah, but I, if we're making absurd wish lists, I'd much prefer healthcare at this moment. because. <laughs> What are you doing here? All all, all superheroes supposed to be dead. Uh, Well, (laughs) it's like my pa always said, slapping someone with your flip-flop just makes it harder for you to walk. I guess that loosely pertains. Yep, 
Now unhand that part-time educator and probable Uber driver. Actually, I find Uber problematic. I, I'm only with Lyft and occasionally I recharge scooters, so it's... <laughs> the henchman uses his super strength to hurl the professor at Steve, who catches him also with temporary super strength, because we've established that's that's how his powers work, because uh, the henchman jumps through a nearby window and runs off to go warn his boss of the new hero in town. Blast! He got away. Now I'll never find his nefarious boss. Well, actually, if you're looking for Edgic Professor uh, Catalyst, I'm, I might have a color-coded Google sheet that would provide some insight. Oh, Gads, it looks like I've stumbled into a powerful ally. Sure, yeah, I just gotta I gotta move my car real fast, because uh, they have not given me a parking pass in one ticket. It would, sure. it would literally financially yeah. ruin me, so yeah. okay, cool. Okay, we'll pick up after that. All right, <laughs> cut to uh, DMV early morning. A line of people extends out of the door of the DMV office. The door flies open. <laughs> AJ exits after a particularly bad customer service experience, which was in truth more more or less his his own fault. Okay, yeah, sure, buddy. If I already had two forms of identification, do you think I'd be here trying to get a driver's license? I I don't need to drive. Even though it doesn't come up much, I can travel through dimensions and time. All right, this is just an employable fictional persona I'm trying to craft here. From out of the shadow steps a mysterious foreign stranger, preferably played by classically typecast actor <laughs> Peter Lorre. You know, as soon as like necromancy gets the kinks out of, or like maybe I don't, maybe he's a hologram. I just make it happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why, excuse me, sir, but I couldn't help but overhear your extremely loud and showy rant. Yeah, I was uh, hoping to get some kind of fake identification, but uh, I guess the technology just isn't there yet. Oh, actually, sir, for a certain fee, I could be of assistance. As it turns out, I'm quite skilled in the art of forgery. <laughs> All right, uh, like someone would pay for something called art. Okay, <laughs> however, if you if you want to do some forgery for your portfolio, I would maybe post it on my Instagram and also use it to craft an elaborate fake personality, which would serve as the only real defense against those looking to harm those I care about. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you misunderstood, mister. Mm. I, I'm in the business of making new identities for people. Oh, well, business definitely sounds like something I should pay for. Name your price. No, my fee isn't monetary. All right, this is sounding pretty artsy again, if I'm being honest. Who's no, that? I need the help of your roommate. <laughs> the one People are calling Steve. Wait, how'd you know Steve was my roommate? You don't, well, you, you don't actually have a, a secret identity identity established yet. And mm. So connecting the dots really wasn't uh, at all hard. Oh, right, yeah, that, I mean, I guess that, I mean, that really, that highlights kind of the importance of your skills. So, so uh, what do you want to know? Mysterious Stranger gives a devilish grin, and we cut to commercial. Today's episode is being brought to you by Erin Hayes, who didn't even ask to say anything to you chumps. She was just being nice and giving me some money. Maybe if television had someone like her calling the shots, I wouldn't spend hours poring over my homeowner's insurance documents while sitting next to a fresh can of gasoline. If you would also like to help deter me from committing fraud, you can send me a digital tip through Venmo at US of AJ, or help me lure some other suckers into listening to this by giving me a five-star review on iTunes. All right. I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I wrote it, so let's get back to the rest. 
All right. We return from that realization that getting laid off right after buying a house and right before the start of the pandemic doesn't exactly lead to feelings of financial security to see a classroom full of college students mindlessly assembling some kind of satellite-looking doohickey. Suddenly, the door gets blasted open. Steve and adjunct Professor Jeff stand on the other side. Science! Uh, you know, you, you could just open the door with, like, I mean, your hands and stuff. Oh, right. My ability to hold things. The lasers and super empathy almost made me forget. Yeah, well, uh, try to remember, okay? They, they only gave me two classes this semester and scheduled them as inconveniently as possible, so I, uh, I take a lot of naps in this building. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, it looks like adjunct Professor Catalyst isn't even here. You know, according to the Google Sheet, his class should be starting soon. Uh, the students continue to assemble the satellite dish, paying no heed to the glowing man who has entered. Well, there's definitely something weird going on here. It's like my pa always said, strapping a steering wheel to a dead cat don't mean nothing unless you stuffed him with a RC car first. Yeah, that, that loosely pertains. Uh, he must control these zombie students remotely, I, and I was hoping to meet this asshole face to face. I thought you were cubicle buddies. Well, yeah, that's because we have opposing schedules, though. I've, ne I've never actually seen the guy. Oh, at least we can disassemble his evil and obvious attempt to steal cable without interruption. Steve starts walking towards the satellite dish. Uh, actually, maybe we should hide. After all, the, the class isn't supposed to actually start until I finish this sentence. Adjunct Professor Jeff's words slur as he reaches the end of his sentence, and suddenly his skin starts to ripple and bulge as his body miraculously transforms into the sinister Adjunct Professor Catalyst. Well, ain't that just weirder than a hen pooping a peach? Science! <laughs> Adjunct Professor Catalyst blasts Steve with a bolt of science, which sends him flying through the nearby window and out of the room, presumably to his death. Dun, dun, dun. Cut to interior, a weird forgery hut. AJ is staring at a freshly minted fake ID with his own photo. The name on the license reads, Vinny the Dream Maker, for all your sidekick and teleplay needs. WGA eligible. Oh yeah, oh, people are, people are gonna wanna hire this guy. Yeah, I still think you should have saved some of that for your business card. Yeah, it's just whenever I, whenever I get business cards printed, I never actually like bring them places. This is just, I mean, it seems easier to just have it all on my license, really. So yeah, th this is this is perfect. And yet, it's not even close to my greatest forgery. Oh right, yeah. You were saying, uh, uh, you were saying earlier about the two humans you put together into one body. Yes, I'm afraid the evil adjunct professor catalyst desired a secret identity so complete it would fool even himself. Yeah, so you just jammed him together with a totally unrelated person, like some kind of forced merger of previously unrelated A and B story plots, huh? <laughs> exactly. But I'm afraid the psychological torment of being two adjunct professors was too much for him to bear. Right, two personalities, one body, zero chances for tenure track. It'd break nearly any man. And now he plans to leave everyone on Earth as confused about their job prospects as he is by using a science ray to wipe everyone of, of their memories. Which, in turn, would also make the forgery business pretty pointless. And you need my buddy Steve to help because he's the only superhero left alive. No, no. <laughs> I need Steve to help me because he's the only man so comfortable with his own identity that his alias 
is his own name. Ah, oh, damn. It took a fair amount of exposition to get there, but this is really, this is coming together now. Yeah, who needs an outline? Not Vinny the Dream Maker, that's for damn sure. Let's go stop <laughs> some evil and secure some jobs. Mysterious Stranger and H.A. high five as we cut to interior classroom. The college students are putting the finishing touches on the science ray as Edric Professor Catalyst discusses evil with his henchmen. I am, I am very sorry. Uh, uh, so sorry to be roughing you up earlier, boss. <laughs> it's fine. You had no way of knowing. Honestly, I feel like maybe things weren't that well mapped out. Speaking of which, how did you turn college students into career hopeless zombies without the science ray that, that those same science students were bu currently building? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, how did I do, I guess... Well, I guess I, I guess I didn't. I mean, uh, their vacant stares and lack of job prospects must be the result of the villainous collective known as the Boomers, eh? Uh, oh, sick burn, boss. <laughs> yeah. So sick. Should we go ahead turn on machine? Uh, sure. I mean, now that I've killed Steve, there's no superheroes left to stop me, so may I as well. I wouldn't be so sure about that. The henchman and adjunct professor Catalyst rip around to see Steve standing in the doorway alongside of AJ, a.k.a. Vinny the Dreammaker, and the mysterious foreign stranger. But how? Well, it's just like my pa always said. Don't assume someone's dead just because you blasted them through a window with science. Now that is... Really on the nose. Oh. We cut to a flashback. <laughs> in here in the classroom a little earlier. Adjunct Professor Jeff has just finished turning into the Adjunct Professor Catalyst like before. Well, ain't that weirder than a hen pooping a peach? Science! Uh, actually, hold on, hold on, what? hold on. Wait, I was going to ask you, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, this, uh, for, for doing a flashback of the moment anyways, can I... Um... Can I try a couple different alternatives, you know, for the colloquialism thing? You know, that hen thing wasn't my favorite. Oh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm getting, yeah sure. I mean, as long as I'm you don't getting, change, as long as I get to blast you out the window, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 it's fine, yeah, yeah. I guess. No, 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 okay. I'm just getting better at the line, I think. Yeah, no, it's whatever you need, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so where? So, yeah, 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 just uh, give me the whole uh, weird transformation thing again. Oh, oh yeah, okay, sure, yeah. okay. Adjunct Professor Catalyst transforms into Adjunct Professor Jeff and then immediately transforms back into Adjunct Professor Catalyst. Wow, that's weirder than a four-legged dog buying human pants. Science! Oh, Joe! What, what, what is we, it this time? Can we, can we do one more? Uh, I mean, yeah. You want it from the top again, or can well, we I just mean, pick it up? I mean, it might not feel otherwise motivated. Uh, yeah, okay, sure, sure. I'll, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have to. No, we I mean, just... if, if we're, if we're going to do this, we may, we may yeah, as well, we'll, we may right. as well do it right. Do right? It right. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay, okay. okay. Adjunct Professor okay. Catalyst once again transforms into Adjunct Professor Joe, and then immediately transforms back into Adjunct Professor Catalyst. Wow, that is weirder than barbecue restaurant running out of cornbread. All right, so you want me uh, back to the top again? No, 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 that was awesome. That was, that, re I'm re good with that one. Really, that, over the over the dog and the human yeah. pants thing? Is it? Yeah, no, that was, huh. that, you didn't, what, did you not like this well, one? Well, I mean, the, imp the important thing is you gave them options. So, you know, it, 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 it's really, it's, it's out of our hands now, so it's just, science! <laughs> Just as before, Hedgick Professor Catalyst blasts Steve with a bolt of science, which sends him hurtling through the window. But this time, the camera follows Steve as he goes flying towards the cold, hard ground, when suddenly, disembodied voices begin to echo out of nowhere in rapid succession. In a few sentences, tell us what this study is about. How exactly does this contribute to the overall body of knowledge? Why did you choose this particular sampling technique? As each voice speaks, its words take physical form and gently lower Steve safely to the ground. Cut back to the classroom. Present. Ah, the 
the thesis defense. But how did you gain access to my power? The same way anyone gets a new skill by learning from someone who already has it. Steve Mosens to the diabolical adjunct professor. Wow. That is sort of a metaphor for life, isn't it? Kind of kind of makes my teaching position feel a little more important when you put it like that. I mean, even if it is only part-time, perhaps I should reevaluate some things. I never realized before, but the skills I impart to others might not only help save their lives, it could potentially give them a life worth living. Uh, sorry boss, uh, just, just to be clear, does this mean you have had change of heart and don't want to wipe everyone's mind? Oh no, I definitely, I definitely still want to do oh. that. I mean, I worked really hard and I killed a lot of people already to get that done, but uh, but it did give me pause. They killed him. The evil henchman goes charging at Steve and the others. Almost as if by instinct, AJ flings his fake ID at the approaching foe. If you need anything, here's my card. The card impales itself in the brain of the approaching behemoth, sending ah! him toppling to the ground. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need that, I'm gonna need that back though, because I only have the one. You didn't tell me you could do that, chum. Well, we didn't establish that I couldn't, so, uh, yeah. I mean, and I guess you can too, because I'm around you, right? That's how... That's oh, how it works. Oh, so oh, hey, hey, yeah. Uh, I guess you can probably travel time and dimension as well. Oh, yeah, you can probably do that. Ha <laughs> ha, you fools. You think your hero only gets the helpful powers of those he's around? How will you feel when he inherits my diabolical dual nature and the true monster inside of Steve is unleashed? Almost as if on cue, Steve looks down to see his skin bubbling in the same way the adjunct professors had earlier. And then boom, suddenly he transforms into Steve with a cape. Grr, face the wrath of evil Steve. <laughs> yes, my vile accomplice. Describe to them your diabolical plan. First, I'm going to let you go but I'm going to do it in an evil way. Evil Steve winks at his friends to let them know that even his evil side is still its still basically Steve. <laughs> then I'm going to disassemble this mind-erasing ray, but I'm probably going to strip some screws while I, I take it apart. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Then I'm going to be five minutes late to my job as a bartender, mainly because the disassembly might take a while, but also because evil Steve doesn't care about punctuality. You're not actually evil, are you? Sorry, I'm just Steve. I, I do like wearing the cape, though. Steve does a delightful spin in the cape. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in that case, I'm going to give myself a little sabbatical. Because God knows no one else will. Science! The magic professor vanishes in a puff of smoke. Blast! It looks like my nemesis got away again. Yeah, but don't, don't worry. We'll we'll lure him back out with a post in the Chronicle of Higher Education or something. Yes, it's it's just like I've always said, Steve. <laughs> you you can't run a sack race unless you're willing to take on the responsibility of a lot of potato-based suppers. That sounds like something my pa would say. It sure does, son. <laughs> Mysterious Peter Lorre based stranger removes his elaborate forgery Peter Lorre mask to reveal himself to be Steve's father. Boom! Credits roll in that super sweet reveal. Woo! 
That was super sweet. It was. I mean, people are going to be drawn. They're probably hoping there's an episode two on the way. Probably. Yeah. It actually makes me much better about, you know, my choice of, you know, on my way over here, I gave notice. Oh, know, good. For my job, because I was like, I got I to gotta be Hollywood now. You can, now that you've quit, uh, just spend more money is generally yes. the key to success. Yes, because... You can't make money without that. You got to spend money to make money, is what they said. Right. I mean, but you it, might you might want to start a podcast. You can buy a bunch of gear uh, <laughs> you, you <laughs> to do what, that with. You know what you you know what you should do actually is is uh, buy a bar during a pandemic. Oh, that's a is that smart? Yeah, because like uh, it's awesome. <laughs> like I don't know if the spend money to to make money is a thing, but uh-huh. I am also confident. Very confident that you have to spend money to lose more money. Right. So like that's is, always true. Is there so? Is there a bar you bought recently that you yeah. would like to plug? Sure. <laughs> yeah, the next store in Greensboro, North Carolina. And, and is that next to any other business that's it, super helpful to have during a pandemic? It it is. <laughs> it's it's next to the Idiot Box Comedy Club. Nice in downtown Greensboro. Yeah, the best place to catch comedy. Outside of a pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when comedy is allowed to exist, that's where to go. So do you have any uh, uh, thoughts on, on the script? Anything, places you would like to see it go? Um, well, things you wish had been different? Uh, uh, that that I had some talent for voices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, no, that was delightful because I think, uh, to like I always thought that superhero... Uh, theme had just so so many places to go. So episode two, season one is going to be amazing. Yep, that's a whole whole nother podcast. (laughs) And and you know I know uh, you you know you have you have your MFA and you know you 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 captured the art and the 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 struggles of an artist in Uh in the script. But I think you also captured science pretty well. Did I? As, yeah. as someone with a science yeah, background. Yeah, because in the lab, we're just like, science, science, science. Like, that's that, what I always imagine happening. Yeah, that's, no, you nailed it. <laughs> Which is why I don't understand why pandemics just don't go away, right? Well, I think sometimes the scientists are aiming their science at other things. Oh, yeah, yeah that so. does make sense. I guess yeah. they got a lot of problems to fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And generally, so my ne- my next guest is Candace Cortinas, who from Robot Johnson, who you don't know super well. Uh, so generally, I ask people uh, something that they would like them to see happen. So, mm. but is there just like something that you wish you could have done in a pilot, and maybe I'll force someone else to do it? So I always find it challenging to, you know, take something uh, in like the opposite direction than it's supposed to. I guess that's the way. I'd okay. Say. I'll work something like that in. Awesome. Yeah, and then she'll probably hit me and tell me I did it wrong. <laughs> Is there anything else you uh, want to plug? Um, I, oh, I, I know something that I'll have happen in the next episode. Chances are the characters will hang out at a place called Next Door Bar. <laughs> Woohoo! I love it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to mention before we get out of here? Uh, no, just thank you. This was amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank, thanks for making me famous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... As long as I get my check, I'll bring everybody along. We're doing it hand in hand. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I can't wait for food and catering. That's the most exciting thing. Oh, man. Craft services is... It's the only reason I continue to live this cheap lifestyle. (laughs) Because if you get one gig with craft services, you can stock up on granola bars for weeks to come. (laughs) Indeed. Because pockets. Yep. 
Cuz pockets. Cuz pockets. Superpower in their own right. The ability to hold things. <laughs> All right. That wraps this up. Bye, everybody. Bye.